0: What's poppin' people? Welcome back to Sunday School. Sunday School is a show where we read through the Bible and we try to understand what God's Word means and how we can apply it to our lives. For the past couple of episodes, we've been reading through the Book of Romans, which I think is a very important book in the Bible. That if many Christians would just sit down and read it all the way through... It would really help them to steer away from any false doctrine. The book of Romans is a book, as we learned in the first episode, written by the Apostle Paul. And it was written to the church in Rome, which was a newly blossoming church. And Paul was writing this book to explain the full gospel to them so that they wouldn't fall into any kind of heresy. And so if we read the book of Romans... It will give us a clear understanding of what it is we have to do to get to heaven. What it is Jesus Christ actually did. The book of Romans walks us through from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And it goes through every fundamental question that someone might have about Christianity. But people have to be careful when reading the book of Romans that they don't take things out of context. See, the book of Romans, like any other book or any other kind of essay or written piece, it's not just a collection of wise sayings. It's not just a collection of truths. But it's a collection of truths that are strung together to come to an ultimate conclusion. And so if we were to take, for example, what we're reading today, chapter 2, and we were to take chapter 2 out of context and remove it from the rest of the context of it, you'd fall into a bunch of heresies. See chapter two is flowing from chapter one and it is flowing to chapter three and chapter three is going to chapter four and five and six and seven and eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 12. And if you take one chapter out of context, you will be totally confused and you'll have some horrible doctrine now, if you want proof that you can't take these verses out of context, and you need to read it in the whole context to understand it, we can just read the very first word of chapter 2. Therefore. What does therefore mean? Well, if you watched the last episode, we know therefore means because of everything I just said, because of what I just said before, this. So he says, therefore you are inexcusable, oh man, Whosoever you are that judges, for wherein you judge another, you condemn yourself, for you that judge does the same thing. So he's saying because of what we talked about in chapter 1, you are inexcusable because you that judge another person does the same thing. So what did we learn in the last episode? We learned that God is clearly observable in nature. You know, you just look around, you look at all the beauty in the world, and it's obvious that God exists. And not just that there is a God, but the exact nature of that God, that it's an all-powerful, all-knowing, loving God, a true artist, and that this God has a son, though we don't know who he is. And we also learned that when people do not put their full trust in God, when they reject God, when they make up these false religions, that they will fall into immorality. They will stop, they will stop pursuing moral action. Now, most people are aware of morality, right? It's not to say that atheists are incapable of being moral. But that over time, these atheists that might have a commitment to morality will lose that commitment to morality. And eventually, these atheists who reject God will get so bad that even though they know the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, will not only do those things, but they will take pride in in pushing others to do those things. So eventually someone who rejects God is going to get to such an evil state where they will push others to commit immoral actions. Therefore you are inexcusable oh man. So he's saying that man humanity is inexcusable because of these evil things that we're doing. Whoever you are that judges someone else for wherein you judge someone else you condemn yourself for you that judgest does those same things so he's saying that if any man who's not a believer is going around judging other people for morality if anyone's judging people for doing something evil they are condemning themselves in the eyes of god because they do the same things that they condemn others for but we are sure that the judgment of god is according to truth against them which commit such things and think you this O man that judges them which do such things and do the same that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? See, if you talk to most non-Christians, you're going to see very clearly that they're total hypocrites. You know, a really good example of the, this kind of behavior comes from uh, Kino Casino. For those of you who don't know what Kino Casino is, it's basically this uh, gossip show. It's, it's this like show on YouTube where it is this fat guy and this like actual coke addict. Like he's literally addicted to cocaine. They go around talking crap on other internet personalities they try to dig up any dirt they can they even make up fake stories about these internet personalities to try and slander them and they get paid thousands upon thousands of dollars well maybe not that much but they get paid a lot of money to just you know talk crap about people and what's so crazy about it so completely insane is that these people go around talking about how others are immoral and how all these other internet personalities are bad people, but yet they themselves like are total gluttons that can't stop eating, or they're addicted to coke, they're alcoholics, they're druggies. And the reason these people do it is because they're getting away with it, right? Nothing bad's happened to them yet. And so they keep doing these horrible, immoral things. Because they're convinced that, you know, God's not going to do anything. They probably don't even think God's real, probably. See, but we know with all immoral people, virtually, you know, just watch any mob movie, that eventually the bad times come and these evil people get their justice. And God is giving them all these chances, is abstaining, is restraining himself from judging them because he wants to lead them to repentance, But most unbelievers, they reject this opportunity to repent and they just keep doing their evil, horrible, sick deeds. And they go around judging others, telling others that they're evil people and they need to stop doing these evil things while they do the same thing themselves. And it just keeps making God angrier and angrier. Even more angry than he already was with their own sins. But after your hardness and impenitent heart treasures up to yourself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. To them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give them eternal life. But unto them that are contentious, do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness. He will give them indignation and wrath. Now, right here, if you're like a Baptist, if you're one of these uh, these faith alone, Calvinist kind of people, you should be incredibly offended by what we just read. Because what Paul has just said is that based on our actions, God is going to either reward us, or condemn us. And people who do good things, who live their life righteously and who don't do evil, God's going to give these people eternal life. But to people who do evil, you're going to have eternal damnation. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that does evil, of Jew first and also to the Gentile. But glory and honor and peace to every man that works good, To the Jew first and also to the Gentile, for there is no respect of person with God. God's not going to show you any favor no matter what race you're a part of, no matter what religion you're a part of. God is going to judge you based on your actions. Just seen this guy, he was hiking the uh, Baytona Trail with his dog. wonder how that guy's going to get home. Hopefully he stays safe. Had a huge bag on him. So it'll probably be good. But who knows. So to get back to what we were just talking about though. Many Christians would be offended. By what this just says. Because this is teaching. That God judges people. Based on their actions. And whether or not you like that. Whether or not you find that offensive. That's a clear motif. Throughout the whole Bible. Even in the Old Testament. Going to the New. That when we die. God is going to look at our lives going to look at how we live them whether or not we loved our neighbor whether or not we always sought out to help others whether or not we always sought out to do the right thing and God's gonna either reward us or punish us based on our actions now am I saying that we're saved by our works no we're saved by faith in Jesus Christ but like I said the book of Romans is establishing an argument it's a, it's coming to an ultimate conclusion now that ultimate conclusion is going to be this gospel of faith in Christ and salvation but think about that word saved right what is get what is getting saved mean what are you getting saved from we haven't even established that yet, so to talk about salvation to talk about. Getting saved by Jesus Christ, we need to establish what it is we're getting saved from. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Let's keep reading the text and see what Paul has to say about God's judgment. For as many as have sinned without the law, that's talking about the Ten Commandments. So Paul's talking to Jewish people right now because this is back in the first century. And as you know, Christianity sprouts off from judaism you know jesus is the jewish messiah and a lot of the early church is made up of jewish people and he's talking to jews who believe in following the 10 commandments to get to heaven and following the levitical laws the 613 commandments so he says for many as have sinned without the law will perish without the law and as many as have sinned in the law "...shall be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law that are just before God, but the doers of the law that shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, that means non-Jews, right? Which have not the law, they don't know about the laws of Moses, they don't even know Moses exists, who have not the law, do by nature the things which are contained in the law, these having not a law, are a law unto themselves." Which show the work of the law is written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts, the mean, while accusing or excusing one another. So what is Paul trying to say here? He's answering a question that many people ask Christian and atheist alike, which is, What if people have never heard about Jesus? What if people have never heard about Moses? What if people don't know what they're doing is wrong? Will they go to heaven or go to hell? What about some guy who's living in some tribe out in the middle of nowhere in the Congo or out on North Sentinel Island? Is he going to go to hell just because he hasn't heard about Jesus? And the answer that he's saying is yes. But it's not because he hasn't heard about Jesus. See, God isn't sending people to heaven or to hell like we just read. He's not sending people to heaven or hell based on whether or not they believe in Jesus. God's sending people to heaven or hell based on their actions in this life. And what Paul's saying is that all people who are fully conscious, right? So they're not a little kid. They're not a baby. But people who are fully conscious clearly have the ability to know right from wrong. And that's obvious because all people look at a murderer and they say that murder is evil. They look at a child rapist. They look at a normal rapist (laughs) and and they say that's evil. That's wrong. And so we can tell that all people know about morality because even in these untouched tribes, they all have a concept of right and wrong. And they will judge others for doing evil things. They'll say, that's messed up, man. That's too far. This guy needs to be punished for his evil deeds. So even people who aren't religious, even people who don't believe in God or don't know about God, they are still going to be held accountable for their actions. And even people who do know about God, who act the wrong way, they're going to be held accountable for their actions. That guy in North Sentinel Island who got buried the other day, I know I'm making up a story, but, you know, North Sentinel Islands, it's this uh, island off the coast of India where there's there's this totally untouched tribe. Some people have tried to make it there, and everyone who's tried to touch this tribe, make contact, has been killed by that tribe. But the people on North Sentinel Island, while they might not have heard about Jesus... They know right from wrong. They're conscious enough to know that killing someone is wrong. They're conscious enough to know that raping someone's wrong. They're conscious enough to know that cheating on their wife is wrong. They're conscious enough to know that hurting someone, doing these evil things is evil. All people are capable of understanding that. And so all people are going to be judged. They are inexcusable because they all... No, right from wrong. And this is the second point that Romans is making. This is the second argument as we're coming to our conclusion. The first argument is that God exists. The first point that you have to establish before you can become a Christian, before you can get saved, is you need to establish that there is a God. And the second point that you need to establish is that God is going to judge all people when they die, and he's either going to send them to heaven or hell based on their actions. Behold, you are called a Jew, and rest in the law, and you make your boast of God, and you know his will, and approve the things that are more excellent being instructed out of the law. You're confident, that you yourself are a guide of the blind and a light of them that are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth and of the law. So now he's talking to Jewish people and he's saying, you guys, you're so religious. You know, you guys worship God. You do all these religious rituals. You look at yourself as a enlightened one, right? He's talking to religious people who... Think they're right with God, who think that they're gonna go to heaven because they're such a good person. While in particular, he's talking to the Jews, what he's about to say is applicable to anyone who's in this line of thinking that they're such a good person, they deserve to go to heaven. He says this to them You, therefore, which teaches another, teach not yourself. You that preaches that a man should not steal, do you steal? You that says a man should not commit adultery, which means cheating on your wife, do you commit adultery? To you that abhors idols, you hate idols, do you commit sacrilege? Do you worship foreign gods? To you that makes boast of the law through breaking the law, dishonorest you, God? So he's asking you a question. If you're teaching others to stop committing sins, if you're te- if you're saying you're gonna go to hell, you're a sinner, repent. If you're telling people that gay people are gonna hell, are you gay? I know there's a lot of people. There are a lot of people. There's a lot of people who will get up on a pulpit or get online and they'll tell people you're a sinner you're going to hell and they're watching porn they're cheating on their wife they're doing this they're doing that and he's saying you think you're so religious but you're not actually obeying god so observe yourself are you doing the evil things that you tell others not to do because guess what happens to people who do these evil things they're going to be sent to hell hypocrites who go around telling others they got to be this righteous person they got to do all this good stuff they got to repent of their sins and then they're going around in the shadows when they get home doing these evil things you're going to hell he says for the name of god is blasphemed among the gentiles through you as it is written he's saying that these religious leaders these religious people who are hypocrites who do evil while they tell you to do good tell you how righteous they are they are causing the name of god to be blasphemed by non-believers so it's not even just bad enough that they're uh doing this sick stuff but they're dragging the name of god through the mud because of the evil things they're doing for circumcision again jews they're commanded to be circumcised they believe that you got to circumcise yourself to Go to heaven to obey God. For circumcision is profitable if you keep the law. But if you're a breaker of the law, your circumcision is made uncircumcision. So Jews, they take this big pride in the fact that they're circumcised, right? That's their cultural ritual. And what he's basically saying is that, do you think just because when you were a baby, someone circumcised you, that you're going to go to heaven just because you are a part of this religious group because you were born as a Jew, because you were born into the right religion that you're going to go to heaven. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keeps the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted as circumcision? And shall not the uncircumcision which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge you who by the letter of circumcision does transgress the law? for he is not a jew which is one outwardly neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh but he is a jew which is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart and in the spirit and not in the letter whose praise is not of men but of god so what paul's saying right there is just because You go to church just because you're all religious and you might pray to God or something like that doesn't mean that you're going to go to heaven when you die. Just because you pray to rosary every night, just because you go to the right church doesn't mean you're going to go to heaven. God doesn't care about people who outwardly act religious. God cares about not how you appear, how you act. Not what group you're a part of. Not what church you go to. Not what religion you call yourself. He only cares what you do. How you act. And a person who's not even a Christian. Who's like a Muslim. Or they're a Buddhist. Or they're an atheist. If they live their life righteously. And they do everything correct. They don't sin. They don't tell lies. They're going to go to heaven. And a Christian who praises God all the time and goes to church every Sunday but they watch porn they lie they're hateful they're going to go straight to hell when they die and that might be something that's really hard to swallow for a lot of people i can understand it especially if you've only been exposed to like these like weird calvinist baptists this is going to throw you for a real loop this is going to cause you a lot of emotional turmoil probably but this is what the Bible says. It says that evil people go to hell. But I will tell you now that while this is very dark and this is very painful, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. right? Like I've been saying throughout this whole series, each chapter builds upon the last. Each sentence builds upon the last. We're only in the second chapter. This is not the end-all, be-all of Christianity. This is not the end-all, be-all of the gospel. This is not the end-all, be-all of Romans. See, because if this was the end-all, be-all, I'm going to hell. If this was the end-all, be-all, that hiker that we just saw is probably going to hell. All these cars driving by, they're probably going to hell. Because all people... Do evil things. And in the next episode, we're going to be tackling that exact issue. So that's all. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you next time.